Is that your mommy? She is. A spice. Yo, my mom is a spice, guys. That Ugandan blood. Maybe I should date in Uganda. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Minus the whole death thing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm dead. Hey, girls Yo. and gays. Hey, girls and gays. Hey, and all the in-betweens, non-binary, LGBT. Yeah, we talk about y'all. Welcome back to another episode of I Heard What I Say. Yes. Today. <laughs> oh, I'm your host, Makundwa. <laughs> and I'm your co-host with the most, Nyakwezi. And I am, what did you call me the last one? The illustrious the taste, taste maker. maker. Yes, Andrew, your fave. Yes, I'm back. I've signed a contract. I'm here permanently. Anor, he's on a retainer. Thanks. So today we're talking everything friendship conflict, friendship drama, how to navigate um, fishes in friendship. Fishes. fishes. I know. I love it. Fishes, like anal fishes. So, oh, so little cracks, little cracks. Oh. Gosh, Mukundra. <laughs> Ooh. You're so wild. So we asked the listeners, all of you guys, to send in questions and dilemmas and topics for us to discuss. So we're going to just breeze through those with Andrew. And the first one I want to discuss is, are you a disposable friend? Ooh. And do you have friends who are disposable? Especially in like big groups of friends. There's always... Okay, in a big group of friends, I feel like we can definitely account for the person who's the glue, mm-hmm. the person who sort of brings everyone together, the person who brings the conversation, the person who brings the fun. And then sometimes, I mean, if we're forced to cut off the fat, are there mm-hmm. stragglers? And do you feel like you're that person mm. sometimes? Oh. Wow, well, So these are, I guess, they're more personalities than actual roles that you fill in in the group. I think it's both. I think your personality informs the role. Mm. But I think where my question comes from is that I think some, we all have friendship hierarchies and some of our friends are more disposable than others. And some of our friends think we're closer than we are. So by Mm -hmm. definition, we do have disposable friends. And by definition, we are sometimes that friend. Can't relate. Can't relate. I know. I'm the center of the But do you think that's where the issue comes through is that all of us have an inflated self like sense of importance or we yeah. assume our importance in people's lives. Mm. So when we're dropped or when um, our energy is not matched, we're mm. shook. <sighs> yeah, it really sucks. Like, I mean, I felt that quite a lot when, when I was younger. I was more um, prone to feeling that, okay, am I the disposable one? And and it mattered to me. And then mm. I guess as I got older, I was just like, I actually really don't care because I, I guess for me, friendship is really friendships really need to work for me or otherwise mm. I want nothing to do with them. Um, so I think there are certain instances where those disposable friends, but I don't know if they're disposable. I think um, everyone is fit for purpose, right? Mm. Um, we always need fillers in a space sometimes. You know, we can't all be, um, we can't all be the same in a friendship. So I think sometimes even the disposable ones, whatever that means, I, I'm still trying to get my head around it. Um, there is a purpose for them and it does not necessarily mean, it does not necessarily mean that them leaving the group has now amplified or, you know, made the dynamics better. That's true. Like, I think fillers have their place as well. Mm. So like, it can't just be everyday, like, you know, BBBFFs, um, in the group because there'll only be two of you, maybe just one. Um, 
Yeah. And it's a, and like, yeah, as Andrew was saying, like people have their, their different roles. Like I'm thinking now though, like life has kind of done the sieving and sorting for me. So like when mm. I did have say lots of people to decide from, you know, in between, I was either at work where, you know, I'd call them friends, but like loosely, or I was part of a religion where we're all called friends, but like mm. when I left, like, Oops, girl, <laughs> let me tell you. No, yeah. <laughs> and no, and we shouldn't, we shouldn't be naive to, mm. to, to, to think that, um, all relationships are the, are like in the eyes of the Lord, mm-hmm. because also they sometimes they <laughs> they serve a certain purpose. When I was also part of a religious group, you know, those were also like these mm. are my best friends. Mm-hmm. This is forever, and then I changed, and mm. life changed, and I moved on. Mm. And the same way, it's not necessarily to say actually that they they were the disposable friends. Maybe mm. I was a disposable friend yeah. because I was not as I guess steadfast or mm. what do what are the you relationships. Went- you know, but you know, Nick, you weren't you know, useful anymore. Like, I was not useful. You were now a the, heathen. You were going to drive them into sex and exactly. drugs. Exactly. And, and then I had tattoos, ear piercings, oh, oh, that Andrew. whole thing. I'm, girl, I'm a nasty girl. Hey, hey, <laughs> but yeah, I think, I think, I think it's really about purpose and like we should not lie to ourselves. Um, even when we look at our friends now, we mm. understand the purpose that they, mm. that they serve this whole idea of, um, Forever, like, bitch, no, come no, on. come on, mm-hmm. can't you. Have you ever felt disposable? I know you felt disposed of, but do you think you were disposable? Do you think you're, you've been disposable? You know what I mean? Mm. I think I make, well, look, in high school, so until now, I've made myself very useful in all my friendships. So I've, I've never been disposable because I've often in a group been the glue or been the entertainer or been the wiseacre, really provide value. Mm. Um, to folks, um, how, how do you measure that though? Because I think it's very, it's also very subjective. Not at all. It's not subjective. Eh, Mukunda. It's Mukunda. not subjective. Did those people want to be glued together? <laughs> like, like, like you have you have two. Wait, Kyle, I'm no. telling you, I'm telling you, it's not subjective. It's very, very obvious when somebody wants to be around you, when somebody likes you, and when somebody finds value in you. And I know this from somebody who used to foster codependency. So I used to provide a lot of value by way of, um, listening to people. Let me tell, if you listen to a person, they'll be yours forever. They'll be in the palm of your hands if you provide somebody space to talk and to like, Make it about them, and no, I love everyone. Everyone is dispensable, but I mean, you know, everyone yes, is. Yes, but what, what, so what I'm saying is that I wasn't disposable because I was often the only person who would listen to a yeah. lot of people. Now that I'm not that, um, it's different. Now that I come as I am, and I'm not trying to actively like not manipulate, <laughs> keep my friendships in that way. Um, mm. It's a different playing field because I bring all of me, not just Mukundo, who's a the listener, but Mukundo, who also will tell you, I don't want to listen. Mm. And the people who stay are the people who are willing to take all of me. So I've positioned myself to not be disposable, but now I'm not so concerned because I really mm. do believe, um, it is the truth. Like there, there's some friendships where if you're in someone's life, great, but also if you're not, that's also great. Mm-hmm. And I think that's okay. And I think when we, I think there's a lot of confusion because some, with friendships, when we don't know where we stand, where you mm-hmm. think you're closer with a person than you are. Um, and being disposable, I mean, that might be a hard term. There must be a kinder term to use, but I think it's important for us to be honest about 
which of our friends, why do our friends like us and mm. categorize them mm. so that you know when you're being used, you know when it's codependent, mm. you know Money. when you're getting anything out. So I know the friendships where I'm disposable and I know the friends I would dispose of if they weren't providing me value. And is, is, is there anything wrong with being disposable in Nothing. a friendship? Nothing. Because like you said, you know, like we're just talking about the many lives that Nyakwezi and I have lived yes. and we've had, we, you know, we've, we've needed different people for different things mm. in our lives and at oh, different phases. Yeah. So then, I don't know. And maybe again, disposable is a harsh term, but like, yeah. I think, I literally think everyone is disposable. And whether yes. we like it or not, there are certain eras in our lives where we need Mkundwa more than we can need Nyakwezi. Mm-hmm. We need Andrew more than we can need Mkundwa. Absolutely. So, so maybe disposable. So disposable at, at that is, time. yeah, I think that's a, um, what's the word called sensationalist? Mm-hmm. Rather, I think we rotate friends mm-hmm. as we, as and when we need them. Okay. So. If then, like with the idea of disposing and so on, like once you've identified someone's, it's not the season for someone in your life right now, like are both of you comfortable with, like you speak about it with such lightness, like now it's just not the season for them. But yeah. So what do you, do you know what I mean? We're like terrible people. Because, <laughs> you know, sometimes they just hang us on that you can't or that I can't, one can't <laughs> just dispose of. Because you, you don't want to cut them off, but they're still, you know what I mean? They're not... You don't want to cut them off, but they're not. What are you right saying? Now. What are you saying? I'm saying, what do you? What do you do if we if we identify a disposable map? How do you cut someone off? No, not cut them off. Like what? How, how do you let them simmer? Oh, like, quite literally. Yeah. How have you done it in the past? That's that's what I'm struggling with because I feel like I need to be there to check in, to support, and so on. Whereas mm. I'm actually not really interested right now. But I don't want to not be a friend. I'm just really mm. not interested in your business. Oh, so, you know what, actually, I realized um, about myself, mm-hmm. there's, I think two things happen. One is that um, I'm going all Deepak Chop, forgives. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, one, one I think that it's, it's quite egocentric um, yeah. in the sense that, because I've noticed there's some, like, um, hangers-on, mm. so to speak, that I will want to message message them and check in or whatever and when i started interrogating why mm. i realized it's because i was just like i'm just i'm just like hey cool this person does not necessarily have a use in my place right now but like yeah i don't want them to forget me not from it just in case Ooh, i need them it's just like geez. if i'm not yeah i'm just like no because i'm also enjoying mm. the attention of being wanted mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying yeah um and then the other part of it is you could also just really, you know, we can limit and manage um, our interactions with people because, I mean, we can't, it's not, it's not all on someone else. Mm. Like, I, when I can start smelling that, like, I'm getting cooled off, I'm just like, it's a wrap. I'm, yeah. I literally yeah. shut that down immediately. But also that's because, <laughs> ego. I'm just like, I'm yeah. not going to be the one getting rejected. I'm a rejected. Wow. Wow. I will Bitch. not be the dumb Like, yeah, shut it, hurts. it down. Yeah. yeah. So, so I think, uh, the, for me, that was the biggest thing. I was just like, shucks, actually, like, keeping some hangers on yeah. feeds my ego because in a way it makes me feel like I am superior, especially yeah. in the times where um, life shows you how ain't shit you are, you know? Yeah. And so then I was mm. just like, actually, no, this, mm. is, this is a nice story. I'm not saying I've stopped doing it, but fragile right now. Yep. <laughs> but mm. yeah. yeah. That's mm. interesting. Mm. Yeah, I agree with Andrew. I think um, with your question, Yak, about, okay, but I have to check in, you know, I don't, I don't really want to, but I, it's a duty. I think that already positions you as the savior. Um, and often mm. maybe even checking in where someone never asked you to. 
<laughs> because it's interesting. Yeah. I had those friends. Oh gosh. Oh, oh, here they go. They're unstable. I've definitely got to check on them. Mm. They're not doing well. But funny enough, also when I don't check up, they don't holler either. So it's like sometimes we create these dynamics of you being the savior mm. so that when you're not providing saving, they also don't want you because that's all your value Sick. was. So I think those are an unequal friendships because the friends that I, I want to keep, it's not I have to check in on them. It's I have to catch up with them. So it's mm. like I, we have to have a joint experience rather than I have to help. Mm. Okay. Um, so I think that's yeah. already like a good identifier about mm. maybe a strange dynamic. Yeah. That helps so much. I never thought of myself. I didn't think it was that way. I thought I was just being a nice person. No, because I was even, I was actually wanted to ask, I keep forgetting to ask you. I'll be like walking through the house. <laughs> <That's a> unicorn. <laughs> you just think the best about yourself. Okay. It's just great. Um, I'll be walking through the house and I'll hear like us. I'll hear myself voice noting people, you voice noting people. And it always sounds like all we do is give advice sometimes yeah. on our voice notes. <laughs> Which I don't know that that's normal. And I don't know that our friends ask that of us as much. Maybe uh, some do. Maybe some don't. But it's it's not lost on me that like a lot of... When I hear us on the phone, it's a lot of advice giving. And that's like... I don't know that that's friendship or that that's even healthy or even asked for. Or eavesdropping, but that's just... Oh, me. eavesdropping, yeah. Well, look, I'm the girl who reads diaries. The one who oh, I'm the girl who reads diaries. I was just like, are we going to skip the part oh where she gosh. listens to your voice? <laughs> Mukundwa ruined my life at 16. Read my damn diary. Here we go. Anyway. Oh, I hadn't heard that story. That. It gave me... La- you t- oh, my God. You told that. Yes, 100%. Told I ran up to him. That I hated him. I wanted to move away from home. Which you literally wrote verbatim. Yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> I don't know so who's the clown Anor but yeah I just think um, mm. that's just a dynamic I want to be aware of mm. yeah. and even like a friend um, voice noted me the other day and it was and talk 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 and they're like I'm not asking for advice bitch yeah. I'm just telling you my experiences and that wow. was interesting I was like oh okay wow yeah actually so just on that Mkundo and back to what you were saying earlier on around being the non-disposable friend yeah mm-hmm. do you find that then also from feeding your ego that's a role that you've decided to take and it makes you feel good and makes you feel like you have a sense of purpose on this friendship and that's why you have then identified yourself as i am the one that that listens because we know listening is you know the the what you call it the head girl of all friendships and so actually like yeah so i think friendships are really self-serving and we should really not feel bad by putting ourselves first, but then also we should really check oh, our egos. Yeah. Like if, whether we like it or not, like even, you know, the whole narrative around like the cool kid at school, becomes friends with the nerd, whatever. Each of them are gaining something from each other. Yes. And so then, which means either way, either way, it's undeniable that all friendships are self-serving. Yeah. And so then whether... Is someone else disposable, babes? Everyone is disposable in this whole entire thing. But then what we need to check then is that, it, and to just to be honest with where we are, like mm. if I know there's areas in my life where I just need, I need my party friends. Mm. There's areas in my life where I need to feed my, let's say whatever, my philanthropic, mm. um, you know? So then at that time, what's fly, it's going to work. And um, yeah, but then now another question. What does that then say about loyalty? Oh, As I don't loyal- don't believe in loyalty. Okay, cool. what, what do we? What do you think about that? Well, we discussed this in a previous episode, and we had all agreed that loyalty means being true to 
honoring um, what you think's best for your friend, even in times where you disagree. So I'm loyal to the, I'm loyal to what's best for you rather than to what you want. Mm -hmm. So if you're dating a fuck boy, that's what you want. But I, me being loyal to you looks like me saying, by the way, I don't like him. I don't think he's good for you. Um, and I either will or won't support you. Like that's loyalty, not sticking through nonsense and taking abuse, but being holding mm -hmm. what you consider like mm -hmm. the best for them. Mm. There's a dilemma that's um, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. related to that. So let's do that. How do we call out our friend's persistent clownery without compromising the friendship? Is it possible? My friend is pursuing um, a walking red flag. Like I struggle to find a redeeming quality in this guy. <laughs> She's just jumped from one clown to the next. And I don't know how to call it out anymore than I already have. At what point do we let our friends make their own mistakes? Oof. Nah. Honestly, when it comes to me, when it, well, for me, when it comes to relationships, I'm like, babe, go burn. You'll be back. <laughs> like, I'm like, go burn. And <sighs> if you want to go burn again, go burn. Um, because, you know, the, the romantic aspect of relationships, your, your friends will always be loyal to who they're dating, but they're more loyal to like how the person they're dating makes them feel in relation to how they value themselves. Yeah. Ooh. And, ooh. Oof. Mm. and at the end of the day, some people will always do whatever the fuck it is that they want to do. And again, it that is in is relation true. to their self-worth and how they see themselves. Yeah. It is in relation to their self-worth and how they see themselves. That's just blown my mind. So let's let's couple this dilemma with another one which says a friend disappeared from the friend group for six months because of a boy. But now he's gone and she's back. Futsek. Can I? Futsek. And, and if you need a translation, tell them to fuck right off. All the way off. <laughs> I'm spinning kick fuck off. You know what? Wait. I don't know if I agree anymore. Oh my God. Tell Are you us. that friend who's going to dump everyone when you... I mean, I'm definitely that, but I'm, I'm happy so I prepared myself for it. No, but I, yeah. I think... um, it, I think romance, we're all really... Unfortunately... Or for whatever reason, I think romance trumps a lot of um, relationships um, in our mm. lives. And friendships are the safe space that like take you back when you've done, when you fucked up. Not necessarily when you've been abusive, but when you fucked mm -hmm. up. And I think, I don't think the answer is necessarily always that friend can't come back. Um, because friends don't do that intentionally. Like I don't think anyone tries to hurt their friends or tries to pull away. But it is something that happens. And if we broke up with most of our friends who put us on the back burner when they had boyfriends or girlfriends or partners, we would have fewer friends because mm. eh, so many people and do that. As, and again, like I think as I grow up, I realize the fewer friends I have, the better. <laughs> so full tag. And I stand by it. Like, no, no because, and I'm sorry, like I'm, this is one thing that I'm very mm. passionate about. Yes. But not in a, in a bad way. It's just that when you're friends and someone is spending, and I've been in this situation quite a few times again, because, you know, when you get to my age, <laughs> someone you start dating and all of a sudden you don't matter anymore. You, not even don't matter, but this person is just not there. And they get into this relationship, get so consumed in it, become friends with the friends of the partner and, mm -hmm. and the rest yeah. of us just kind of, and then after six months, you want to come back when the relationship is over. Like I have a friend who's done this, twice Ooh. and every time i get their phone call i'm like i know you guys have broken up again and i've wow. said it to them live 
And that's unfair because then mm. that means also the purpose that I fit in your life is for when you're single. Mm. But then if when you're single and you completely remove yourself from the friendship, like shit has changed, a lot has changed. I could literally isolated from that event of you always ditching me in your relationship. I could literally just actually be like, I actually don't want to be your friend anymore. Mm. Now I have to catch you up. Like, oh, in the mm. last six months this happened. No. Mm. But then you're holding your friends to a standard of self-awareness and understanding of like romance and hierarchy or friendships that probably most of your friends don't have. Like it's a losing game. So what I've, what I've done though, so yes, I understand. But so what I've done is tried to catch it before it's too late. Mm. So before it's like, mm. before the relationship is over yeah. with my friend, um, I've approached them and gone, hey, remember me? And then from there, we've started building things again while they're in their relationship so that they, even they can understand or know what it feels like to have their person, their partner, and have me who's been their friend for ages and be good to us both and, and me accept their partner in their life. So it's also not me just learning how to be with them when they're alone, but that they are going to be with someone because that's what they want. And so it's... You think it's possible? Have you seen results? I'm seeing results. <laughs> I don't believe that. I don't mind. Sorry, guys. That's a bird. That's yeah. Wow. It's a pterodactyl. Oof. Excuse us. I mean, time will tell, but it's de- okay. So the, the beginning of my entire answer was: it depends. Number one is that friend of value. Would they or do they still serve your lives if they were back in your life? So this mm-hmm. person that you keep, um, that you've ditched twice, or what, like, would they if they were in your life? Like, would they still serve? serve a purpose that was beneficial to you and if not then absolutely give them the boot whatever but the other part is that i didn't want to sleep with them again so i just didn't want to close that window right yeah so it's amazing there you go there we go i think that's the answer andrew i (laughs) you don't want to play this game anymore (laughs) no (laughs) but yeah no 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 no. i like that but I mean, you're right. Like I said, mm. they, there's a purpose yeah. for why someone is in your life. So mm. right now, and where I'm kind of at with it, I'm just kind of, one, I don't make any effort. Like, mm. you know, I was mm. telling you guys earlier on to say my next relationship, even I'm not lifting a finger. I'm not making any effort. I'm like, if you want to see me, mm. see me. And I've even gotten to a point where even last week when I spoke to them, I was like, homie, um, if you want to see me, you know, I'm always keen. So what you need to do is just send me a text with date, time, where organize everything. I'm not going to follow up with you on Wednesday in case you forgot. Like, Mm. fuck that, guys. Like, people, like, life happens. People got to keep it moving. (laughs) And and also, let's Mm. just be, let's just be for real with why you're here. Mm. If you're my meditating friend, it's like, I know you're my meditating friend. Oh, yeah, yeah. Be that meditative. Just be like, if you're my Mm. friend when I'm single, I'll be like, Sure, but let's not make it deeper than what it is. Yeah, I think, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think to answer the person's question also about like, do we, at what point do we let our friend make the mistake for themselves? I think you just have to. Mm-hmm. And I think um I've got a friend like that at the moment who is a serial data and it's just extremely exhausting. But I've decided, you know, I love this person. My duty to myself is to actually be honest with them and tell them how much it exhausts me actually having mm-hmm. to be a support. And I... If you, um, you know, are comfortable enough burdening, burdening me with the never ending stories of the same mistakes and the same offenses, I'm going to also be brutally honest. So mm-hmm. that's how we're going to meet each other each halfway. Mm-hmm. Because in the times I want to just sigh and be like, I'm bored. This is uh, yeah. again, bitch. 
Mm. I can't say that because I want to be sensitive to you. So yeah. actually our agreement is I'll be honest because that's a relief to me so that you know where I stand and that I can get that out of my body. Mm. And you and the contract on your side is you can keep like keeping me in the loop if you'd like to. So I think for this friend, I think you have to pick choose if you want to be honest, um mm. decide how that's going to like affect the friendship and decide what like what you value more. Like do you want to be honest and lose the friendship if that's what it's going to take yeah. or do you want to not be honest and keep the friendship? So what do you value above all? And what's your friend's capacity for the truth? You just gotta like juggle those things. Mm. Because not all friends wanna hear the truth, eh? In situations, so in situations where there's almost kind of like, let's say physical, but if your friend is um, in a relationship, trigger warning. Um, If Mm. your friend is in a relationship, maybe with an abuser, right? But like they keep, um, he or she keeps Mm. going back. Mm. Um, Obviously, there's an issue of their personal safety, but then. I might get dragged for this, but then I also think we're all adults. And um, I think a lot of the time we are motivated by the guilt of should something happen, I will never forgive myself. So I've kind of taken a stance that, mm. um, you know, I can share. And even if it's quite factual, like mm. this man or woman is hitting you. Therefore, this is where it's going to end. Are mm. we clear on that? Yes. Okay, cool. So there's nothing I can do to save you anymore. I'm not going to be calling you and sending you like stories of, oh, he bought me flowers. Next time it was flowers for my grave. Like, I'm doing none of that oh, shit. shit. Like, you're, you know, you're an adult. That's what you were sending them? Mm-hmm. But you know, of- so, yeah, but sometimes, you know, you try to <laughs> save people who are yeah, not ready yeah. to be saved. And what you must just work with and fix in your heart and your own spirit that if you know you've done everything that you could to remove this child's hand out of the fire the whole time that's fine they know what fire is now and understandably Mm. things like abuse and so they they're obviously very nuanced Mm. but i think we we yeah sometimes just get a little bit too involved hey that's a question someone had as well yeah okay to, to continue is what do you do when your friend is being toxic but you don't want to bounce because they're mentally ill Mm. Yo, so, I mean, okay, I think that question helps frame my response to what Andrew was saying. I think that as long as you can maintain your peace, so the minute it starts, for me, the minute it starts infringing on my peace of mind and my mental health or my my state, um, my healthy state, then then I I have to leave. Question! (laughs) Yes. Oh, immediately. Go for it. Yeah, actually, yeah. So... If one of my family members was unwell or had, okay, trigger warning, had suicidal ideations or had um, some kind of addiction. Shouldn't you say trigger warning suicide? I'll put a thing in the description box that this is all a trigger. Bitch, this is all yeah. a trigger. Yeah, this is a huge, actually, motherfucking trigger. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, y'all know. Like, isn't love suffering? Isn't love? No. No. Can I finish? No. I know what I know. May I finish, may I? I'm gonna need more wine for this. Well, no, you're both liars. You're both liars, and I'll tell you why. They're swapping wine because one is fuller than the other. Can you imagine these drunk whores? Listen. Shut up. We're the ones dropping all the gems. But love is discomfort. Love, like, it's really not fun being up for 20 hours in a day to look after a colic baby. It's really not fun to look after your alcoholic 
husband. It's really not fun. Why to the look fuck up. are you looking after hey, your colic husband? Your colic baby came out of your womb. Your colic baby. Or you adopted it. Exactly. So? Your husband is your husband, his own human. A whole human. entire human. Are you guys crazy? If you're, listen, if the person you love has alcoholism and you've decided to stay, sorry, alcohol addiction, uh-huh. and you've decided to stay with them, there'll be times where you'll be holding their hair back, they're vomiting, Why they're going through withdrawal who systems. Who said that's love? But you're in love with them and that's part of how you participate. You send them to rehab yes, because they're better qualified people to take care of them. Yeah, of course you do. But okay, okay, example. Yeah. Okay. Um, so your pa- your friend is yeah. going mm-hmm. through chemotherapy. Um, so they, they haven't asked. No, 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 I'm not. Listen, this is all a trigger, guys. I'm not gonna, this is all a trigger. No, okay, this is all a trigger, guys. Yeah. Um, I will put that in the description box. Um, your friend's getting chemotherapy. Nyak, they've not come to you for you to fix them with... Uh, with with TSEs and Dr. Sebi's medicines, they've gone to Western medicine. They're getting Wait, chemo. Isn't Dr. Sebi's the penis enlargement? That <laughs> no, 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 no. Dr. Sebi's the guy who uses fruit salad to cure like AIDS it's, and stuff. Oh my god, fruit salad. Yeah, raw, not, raw. Yeah, listen, guys, let's focus. Okay. I just saw a sign <laughs> on a text where it's like, Aboshini. <laughs> So your friend getting chemo. Um, oh, this is a three number. They've come. SA has great cancer uh, facilities. They've come mm. here from Norway. So they're staying with Ooh, you. Do they have a brother? And is he my king? He is your king. Hmm. Let's add that that dimension. They're staying with you. At night, he's a queen, though. Ooh. So of course. <laughs> okay. These guys aren't serious. So um, there'll be nights where you they're vomiting. Where they need really special moisturizers because their skin can burn easily and you'll mm-hmm. go out and run and get those for them. Where um, you might be providing the food and you just don't want to kind of ask them to split groceries. It's a bit awkward. You might buy the food for them. You're making their bed because they can't really do that. Um, all those like acts of labor. Take off the word love as um, suffering or painful and, yeah. and replace it with what I've said, with whatever word mm-hmm. you can denote from that. Is Sometimes it's... it's, it's, um, it's tolerating or, or willing to make yourself uncomfortable you know, if a friend sleeps over, you share a bed. That's not fun. No one wants to share a bed. But, you but it's not but, killing me. No, no, but no one, but Naki, no one said that. But it's, but, okay, maybe we're discussing where's the line. Yes. Where's the line? Okay, so can you discuss, for this person who doesn't know, who's, whose friend is toxic. Yes. Um, but doesn't know what the line is. Mm-hmm. Where's the line? Um, so, yeah. For, again, I think it goes back to the same thing for me. If, if that was the position that I was in, for the me that I know I am now, would need to know when my well-being gets inter- um, really negatively affected because then there's going to be two of us down in the dumps and there's no use in that. Mm-hmm. But it would take, for me, Nyakwezi, my personality, I would need to release the need to be the good person, in inverted commas, to be um, approved of or to be to have done the right thing, to have been the supportive friend, to be you know held up and praised, uh, even quietly, but to, to have done the right thing, to let that all go, to put myself and my health first um and to be able to then take myself out of the situation with that friend whether it is recommending them to go and see someone or you know handing over to a family member Mm. that can take over the situation but there's i don't believe that there's a point in me going down so if i can do it and still stay up fine but if i'm going down absolutely not for two reasons number one um is that i never know what help i am blocking them from by trying to be their savior when i think of a situation like that honestly it really depends on who you are in my life mm. and where i place you because 
because also I know so my love language is is that like I really like I'm a sucker for like wanting to take care of and baby people etc mm. etc et I told so, you to bring donuts and sticky ribs to the session did you tell him yes I thought you said it as a joke you were typing it for real yeah look at him do you know that 26 rand you can get six donuts from food lovers and they're and the best donuts you didn't even do that so what are you talking about acts of service of listen if tomorrow was judgment <laughs> hey sing so mommy hey. and I'm standing in the you unemployment line <laughs> only we will get it so that's why you don't have your donuts because um, I'm about to hit my next big thing so yes. Yes, just ma'am. shaking yes. around um, but yeah so I look at there's certain people where and it's not even necessarily a romantic relationship. So I actually love the fact that you said a friend. There's certain people who I think of and I'm just like, I literally cannot imagine anything that I wouldn't do for you. Yeah. Okay. Um because that's where I guess my heart has decided to, to you know to plant its roots. Mm. And um and I think for me and it's 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 been a lot of work and it's still gonna evolve. I think you know, love for me and um, I guess the suffering part because I used to really have a huge issue around, oh, love requires suffering or in life, mm. in life we should suffer. I, mm. I don't buy to that narrative. I think it's it's absolute bullshit. But then sometimes you've done things that you anyone would deem uncomfortable, but you felt nothing. Because mm. okay, if you were okay, to really do an order, just be like, shit, you know, I've carried this person through this this and you didn't even feel it and it forms part of your day mm. um and it's also in and what when i say love chooses mm. it's that it chooses it chooses who you're going to 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 pour out and give mm. to it chooses where it's going to plant itself but then also at the same time you choose where you direct your love mm. and a lot of the time when things are done from a purely purely good and loving place the labor that comes with um loving in the form of caring for someone it almost you feel it but then you understand you like this is what i signed Mm, up for mm, mm. okay that makes sense because you're both talking about um it depends on the friend so i think the Mm. fact that this friend this person's asking means that this friend is probably this friend is able to be chopped Mm. i mean if you're asking that means it's you're feeling it and you're not Mm. comfortable and i just think yeah there's a difference between if the girl that you met in the bathroom, you know, toilets of a club, who now you caught a friend because you went to brunch once, now has split personality disorder and is abusing you, cut, cut. Better. If this is now your friend who you're really close to, who's got a mental health issue and is now abusing you, um, there may be steps before you cut that you might want to mm. consider. But if you're already asking, you're clearly unhappy. And so mm. you need to take that seriously. Mm. And I think um, being a martyr won't help anybody. Like, mm. yeah. It's the ghetto. Wow, Kundra, you flip-flop from episode to episode. I'm dead enough. I'm just like, what's next? Oh, yeah, which I've said before. I really think, I feel like people don't say enough that where we all are in our lives informs our opinions on things. Like, oh, yeah, that's so true. My first, our first 10 episodes where I talk about friendship, I was very cutthroat because yeah. I was fighting with all of my friends. Yeah. Now yeah. that I, it's all repaired, I'm much more thoughtful yeah. and like mm. ready to bend. My one friend was like, I listened to your podcast and um, <laughs> I don't know if I want to have a conversation with you. It was so, I'm so dead. <laughs> Another friend said that to me too. Yeah. Yeah. Which is quite odd. Yeah, that's true. Life is so fluid. We need to keep it pushing. Really too. Yeah. Mm. Next, yeah. Oh, is it our job to educate our friends on issues or is withdrawing from them uh, justified? 
For example, if they make an ignorant or offensive comment, but they don't have ill intentions, they're just an idiot. So a white person asks this, so we're assuming um, they're woke, their friend isn't. Yeah. What do yeah. we do? <sighs> Look, I have racist friends. I have sexist friends. Okay. And family. Family's different. You didn't choose Okay, them. friends. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think... I think... <laughs> I think part of the issue is that we've all assumed and decided that because it's good to be uh, liberal and accepting and loving and bad to be a bigot by default, because we want to be on the good side, all of our friends now by osmosis Mm. are good, Um, quote unquote good. And that's not how that works. Like just because you've leveled up Mm. um, and it's taken you X amount of time, it just doesn't mean your group does too. And we're all biased, especially if you're white already, you are racist. <laughs> white already. Like already if you're white, you've started from a point of racism. If you're able-bodied, you've started from a point of... of um, is it No, there's a word. Isn't it ableism? Yeah, of ableism. Mm-hmm. If you're light-skinned, I'm on the lighter side. I've started on the, the, the point no, of colorism. definitively yellow. <laughs> so I just think when we... Like, why is it so shocking and confusing for people that they have friends who are bigots? Like, why is that, why, why is that a shock? And why is that so hard to deal with? true and i think Mm. that it should i think it should just be dealt with so you with your racist friends like if you want to keep them in your life or this Mm. other person just it it really comes down to if you want to keep them in your life then make sure that it's an environment that you can be in with integrity um and if you can't then you've got to move but and Mm. being there with integrity is two things number one it is you can change your environment like you know ensuring that they all understand why they're being racist or sexist or whatever it is, um, and that they have then committed to change and you see signs and you're willing to put up with whatever degree they're at. Or number two, extricating yourself. But I think just removing yourself... um, Without investigating. Without investigating is kind of a cop-out. Yeah, no, no, no. Because, like, the, the problem that I have with, like, the whole kind of woke culture and cancel culture is that there's no space for anyone that isn't there already. Um, mm. and so if we don't lift each other up in the capacities that are again, healthy for us, that don't damage or pull down our own peace of mind, then mm. who's going to do it? Like, and it doesn't agree. <laughs> it's not that I don't agree. I mean, yeah. I, 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 I kind of understand the, to a certain extent, the collective responsibility that we all have to yeah. just kind of bring each other up or to the light. Mm. <laughs> However, he's rubbing his head. The balloon goose. Yeah. White people. White people. <laughs> Is that what you Do you it's... have white friends, Andrew? I do. Very good woke ones. <laughs> I, I do have white friends who, um, and I purely because the others, yeah, mm. so because the others have just fallen off and the few white friends that I have is because they actually like, you know, live within society and they actually... Mm can see what's happening next door and they can read a fucking book. Yeah. Um, Are those white friends, do they burst in the room and just start talking immediately about how they're like woke and... No, they don't. They don't do I that don't, stuff. Yeah, that okay. that is a red flag for me. Mm. That is a red flag. And it's actually crazy. Like, my closest white friend now, um, we never have those kind of like woke... Is it the woke brigade? Mm. It's really just not about that. But I just... I've seen the way he thinks about things. I've seen the way he treats people. Mm. Um, and I've always said, and I think I may have said it the last time, for me, the way a white person touches you can just really change the game. Um, 
I don't know, or just the way they interact with you and mm-hmm. your space. It's very, very different to a high, a hper performative, um, you know, whatever white person oh, who just wants to show you, that you can, tell, you, that you can that tell. That is so true. That you can tell. So that's very true. So there's mm-hmm. that, and my thing is how, in what world, actually, how dare you, as a white person, think like you're gonna come here and have like woke Olympics with me. <laughs> Or you're saying something stupid and, you, and you're asking me to teach you. It's not my fucking responsibility to teach you. Everything that I know, I have probably made a concerted effort to pick up a book and read. But mm. also, with especially with human relations, guys, we're all fucking humans. But so whose responsibility is it? It's, n- it's your own the, There's and whose. No, it's your we live, own Because we exist in community. No, granted, but then some things are ridiculous. There's no way that today on the, what date? Today on the 23rd of October, 2019, I'm going to have to tell someone that it's not okay to say the K word. A white person. Like, how? How? And I think, and I think. Do, are those people, are those even the people that you need to be dealing with? Because there is also a different texture that comes with, um, I guess maybe the ones who can fit to, Nyakwezi's um, kind of space and energy, mm. like they're really just assuming really the posture of learning, and you know, it's um, it's not out of ignorance, it's not out of laziness. It's just like, babes, what do you mm. think about the N word or what? You know what I'm saying? There's just various ways, but I think the responsibility is on you from as far as you need to like indicate interest that you really want to learn. There's just no fucking ways I'm gonna be mm. calling out people for saying stupid shit. Another time. I'm just like, yeah, I see stop. that. Yeah. I see that. So I guess, I guess to edit them, what I say, it's knowing again where your line is. So I can still call out my friend, but it doesn't mean it's classroom session. Exactly. And then That's from true. there, if they exactly. take the initiative. Yeah. I think just yeah, yes. if you want to, so to answer this, to answer you, um, if I think do it if educate them if you want to educate them if you have capacity but it's no one's duty it's not Mm. your job Mm. um i don't think it's anyone's job to educate but if we're forced if we're saying the onus has to be on someone it will be on you as a white person then to educate and then i think it goes down the the kind of the privilege ladder Mm. um i think my only issue and concern i think if you're not able or don't want to educate that's a choice i don't think anyone has Mm. responsibility Mm. in that way but because we exist in community um, change has always existed through one, violence, and two, yeah. appealing to the oppressors. Mm. So, um, I, I know that I have, that discussion has to be had with white people, able-bodied people, transphobic people, mm. unfortunately. And, um, I believe in you, that you, that for me, the way to live with integrity is to create the world I want to see. And so, yeah. unfortunately, I am willing to have those conversations, but that is fine if someone's not. I also understand mm. that. So, I mean, imagine to be black, we've just got our freedom. Now we have to pay taxes suddenly. And then in between <laughs> our short lives, we yeah. have to start educating and then we die. Yeah. So I think honestly, if you're part of an oppressed group, enjoy yourself. If you don't want to do that stuff, don't like it's yeah. a short yeah. life you live and, and just make a choice. And also it's just a drop of white people in, in this country and the continent. Um, and you would think because there's so few of them, um, they would actually be like, actually, guys, get, time's up. Mm. Let's let's learn. Like, we still you have think, we think. have white people in this country, guys, mm. who cannot speak any um, African language. Um, but then you get to places, for example, like Lesotho, and 
for example, your mafia gangs, the 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 yeah. the previous kind of what did they call Indep- yeah, oh, the yeah. independent states, correct? Where um you have maybe like the foreigners who came from wherever and so classified as white in the country, they were just like fuck, we're in this community. Mm-hmm. Um, whether they were also like pillaging us for our shit, but then they, they were just did like, it in we, our language. We d- they did it in our language, <laughs> and then you sitting here, Nabofer Wood who've been here for eons. Are you telling me it makes no sense for you to like something mm. as simple as language? Well, that involves, um, well, Andrew, I just think, I think when we look at oppression, unfortunately, I guess under capitalism, we have to think what's the benefit of being kind to other people? What's the reward and payoff of not being racist? If I'm a white man and I come to South Africa and I'm treated like a king, why should I? struggle over Zulu words. Why why should I? Honestly. Exactly. And and that's I think true, yeah. th- those are those are that's an uncomfortable question, but I think we need to start looking at it like that. Like what's the true payoff? Because if there's no payoff, it's very hard to incentivize people. Um even just thinking about myself, how I can choose to opt in or opt out of being gender inclusive because I am cis. The fact that like that is a choice for me because I have that mm. privilege is already a mad thing. So I just think that needs to be a conversation. And in, in that light, I think it's, it's, it's true. It's just, I think my, and it's my personal struggle, mm. right? And, um, I find it absolutely wild. Um, and it was a phrase that you used just a few seconds ago around, you know, appealing to the oppressor. I'm just like, fuck, we're in a situation where we have to appeal to an oppressor's kind of like sense of humanity in yeah. order for them to kind of get and see that we, you're appealing to someone's, you know, humanity, like you're a person and you're saying, I'm a person too. It's messed up. Like, it's so wild. I'm it's messed like, up. But then when we look, fuck. not but, it's messed up. And when we look at our own blind spots, we see how easily that can happen. I mean, how many times True. today have I thought about how inclusive a space is for wheelchair access or yeah. for, we don't make, I mean, I don't make any of my posts on Instagram like, accessible to people who are visually impaired. impaired do you know what i mean yeah. so we, there's so many blind spots and mm. unfortunately i feel like race really simplifies the conversation because it's easy to point and say well you're white so we can see where the power is and it doesn't sometimes it's easy to not add intersection but i think honestly we'll start i think well i think racism will never end all those things will never end because there's just too much to gain from oppressing people mm. but i think if we want a true change unfortunately we'd have to start with ourselves and look at how we as individuals, no matter what race or um, intersection, have blind spots, including um, mm. an indigenous, differently abled, neuroatypical person. Yeah. You would have to too, because you have blind spots, too. and it's it's hard to. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. Um, let's go into the next question. Yeah. So before we go to the next question, what I do want to ask, same as then, I guess race and uh, our own blind spots. Where are your blind spots in terms of? the financial class of the friends that you have. Oh. Can you truly say your friendship circle... A diverse. Let me tell you. A diverse from a economic experience. Oh, no. I have... Yeah. Go for no. Okay. And I think that that um this need to be diverse and... Oh, maybe this is controversial. Or just... It's going to sound wrong and, and idiotic. <laughs> like, diverse and inclusive and thinking about everyone... And that it's extended to, it doesn't need to be extended to all areas. So I think there's some places where that belongs, but in certain things like my friendships, for example, if I'm trying to be inclusive of everyone, 
if I'm friends with a beggar or someone that lives below or on the poverty line mm. or that has substantially less than me, yeah. um, mm. I, I cannot, for the things that I want to do, the experiences that I want to have with my friends, it's completely unfair for me to expect them to engage with me on that level. So again, when I was part of like a religion and it's supposed to be everyone's the same and it's all equal and everything, mm-hmm. like people of all these different classes were, you know, we just like bust into the townships and you're encouraged to make all these meaningful friendships, uh, quote unquote. Oh I mean, it used to make me hurl because I just thought this oh is God. not meaningful. I'm going back to my three bedroom you know, like place that I share with people and this family is living in one room and there's six of them. And I'm supposed to now be connected be- no. and have meaningful. So mm. I think it was all very superficial. And I think that class uh, or not class, but the in- income disparity, mm. um, not disparity, but and you, so the income levels, uh, they really, really govern kind of like quality of life yeah. and, and connecting outside of that quality of life. I think again, because of capitalism and how we do spend mm. our like free time, like, um, you know, your leisure is governed by what you can mm, afford. Mm, yeah. It's just, yeah. for me, I don't see how it's possible. A- a- and the friendships that I have had where there is this big, like, income difference, I haven't enjoyed when I've been, like, you know, when I've had friends that have made so, so, so much, like, grossly more than me. It's usually from America or whatever, and it's in this religious structure. It just doesn't feel nice, you know? Yeah. Like, they, Ooh, they the have the financial child. upper hand, but it's not, like, equal. It's like, they will always pay when we're together, and it just doesn't feel like... Yeah. Oh, but just certain things that they have you ever felt like the poor friend? Yes. <laughs> and has it been grounds to remove yourself that's from a friendship? It. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Did I though? No, I stayed for the meals. But <laughs> listen to this. It was <laughs> it I didn't feel good. I was like, I'm smart, I'm funny, I'm everything, but mm. like I'm the poor maybe it's because I tied my worth to But that's also weird money. how the friendship started. If they started in a religion, then the foundation was already shaky. Were they in a- <laughs> Not to rat on religion, no. Yeah. Meaning, because so, it's artificial. Yeah. It means that we're connecting with this one thing that, um, when I change my religion, Loki has nothing to do with either of you. Like besides True. that, you follow it. It's not on lines of <laughs> of how you of how you lead your lives for real. Um, where you hang out, how you socialize. It's it's you know it's not. Yeah. It's just a framework that you've decided because we are under the same framework. We must get along and yeah, no. no. Hmm. Yeah. No, I don't have friends who. I think I'm up, but am I? Okay. Definitely, objectively, one of the, my, in, in all of my friends around the world, mm-hmm. definitely earn the least, um, top, bottom 10 percentile. But I, but your, your, the societal level that you come from. Oh, yes, that's class. Okay. So the financially. Cla- is class a, like a non PC term? No, no, you can no, say class, class. So I, class. I'm middle class and all my friends are middle, middle, upper. Yeah. Mm. Um, okay. And I have some friends who are working class. And then I have, but financially, I'm solid middle class coin. I think, not but I think upper. also, you know, it might be worth, um, just kind of making a distinction because middle class in South Africa versus the rest of mm-hmm. the world are like yeah. two very different things, you know? Yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah. Yeah. So for example, you can be middle class in South Africa if you live for example, live in a township, yes. but then you go to like the best schools, you kind of have similar access to everyone else, but then a same person within that middle class realm could be living in Stanton, there. Okay, so it's a really big band that you're saying? Because what, yeah. what, what would we be? What would be me and Nyak be? Oh, you, you and Nyak would be upper middle class in South Africa. Oh, okay. Looking at know. the schools that you went yeah. to, 
the global exposure, traveling, da da da. But then I could be a middle class and I've never maybe even set foot outside this country. Went to a decent school, had you know, I had access to those places, mm. but then, um, yeah, but different privileges, okay. I guess. Yeah, and it's interesting because my middle class friends. Oh, my working class friends in England would come here and they'd be middle upper. Mm. They'll be middle upper. The, the, just that conversion, baby. Yeah. That conversion, exactly. That's sweet. So, and then a middle class person can leave here and go to the US and be a pauper. Yeah. You're finished, yeah. You're done. Yeah, and I think I'm not, hmm. I like, but I think unlike Nyak, first of all, I've always made my friends on e- even playing grounds, like yeah. at schools and in, in educational institutions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm so game for having friends. Who re- I'm trying to be rich. So I'm very game on having friends who um, make more than me. Yeah. I need to be around rich energy because I'm abundant and I know I want that lifestyle. Yeah. Um, having friends who have much more than you or much less than you can hinder the life experiences you can create together. Because as Nyak said, so much of just living involves money, mm. of just enjoying yourself and relaxing involves money, especially in SA. In London, you really can go to a park and sit. Hey, you can just yeah. go and take your juice and sit and that's a, that's a date. How many parks can I go to in Joburg? Um, without getting one. killed or raped. Do you know what I mean? So oh, okay. the, the actual access to... Mm. Joburg's very different, or SA, and the access to public spaces is limited because, yeah, we have a huge band of people yeah. who have no money and who have little, and who are violent, who can mm. be violent, mm. um, because of a whole bunch of factors. And so it's like, yeah, being friends costs money here. Yeah. You go to restaurants, right? Yeah. That's what we do. We drive. There's yeah. no, you don't go to public transport if you're mm. middle so you drive to a place and you eat. Yeah. So That's can mentioned. can your financial standings in society make you disposable? Oh yeah, depending on who. Yeah, for sure. Any any factors can make you disposable. Hmm. Are you trying to? Is that fair? Oh no, it's not fair. But it's either but nothing else. But yeah, yeah, so you need to choose. Are you going to put a if you're not if you don't want to put a boot on anyone's neck, you're going to have to divest entirely and not have mm. and live really differently to how you're living now. Yeah, yeah. And this person in my DMs was saying, Oh no, some people were talking about capitalism and they were like, No, you can live, you don't you know, you don't have to be unethical. You can be kind and you can be whatever. And I'm like, Yeah, you can, but you're always stepping on a boot. Oh my god, in capitalism, that's the very building blocks of capitalism. Yeah. Like, let's just Let's not lie to ourselves. Yeah, and so I think yeah. that's part of the issue is that I think we're not being honest. I If I'm saying I like nice things and does my the way I live mean I'm stepping on the earth's neck and people's necks? Yes. Will I stop? Mm. Absolutely not. Mm. Because I'm not willing to be any less rich or poor or <laughs> yeah. any more poor than I am now. Yeah. Not willing. Yeah. Not. Yeah. But we're not no. having these conversations, especially white people, because mm. they feel guilty and they want to say, okay, divest from capitalism because you think you're doing something. You're doing yeah. nothing, my friend. You're doing absolutely nothing by lying to yourself. Mm. You say divest from capitalism. Upon graduation, you got a car and you got a home that your mm-hmm. parents bought you. And when they die, you'll inherit two properties. So, of course, you can Minimum. say divest from capitalism. Yeah. Exactly. Minimum, yeah. Of course, you can divest. I mean, someone DM'd me saying, my mom's um, a house help. There's nothing like divest from capitalism. I need to make coins. I want to be yeah. rich. Yeah. I know what that looks like. And and the thing, and I think the thing, especially with being black in South Africa, is because a lot of us, our parents are probably like first generation mm. um, employed, let alone mm. learned or even doing well. So then, which means for us, like going home to the rurals every December, every Christmas, literally poverty is sitting here. Yeah. We live cousins. with the cousins. Yeah. yeah. Cousins and uncles. Mm. And maybe that's where it balances out in terms of like friends then who are on the scale 
There's a lot of upward mobility. Yeah. There's no yeah. black South African who's not trying to be rich. Yeah. Aspirational living. Look mm. at the way we look at Bonang and our celebrities. Yeah. We like, we want that. We've just yeah. come out of money. We want nice things too. Yeah. And so I think that looks different. Money's aged in England. And so like, I noticed a lot of my, well, everyone, it's, it's not amongst working class people. It's not cool to be rich. Mm. So you don't necessarily want, that's not a cool thing to like aspire to have loads of money. It's kind of embarrassing, but, you can have. You know these people. They come and they f- they bring their shit. Then just when we're getting the hang of it, they're like, like no, nah, it's trash. It's trash. <laughs> Everything. So yeah, it's just mm. different. So I'm saying that because folks living in different places, how you relate to money is different. It might be very crass to be like, I want to be rich and I don't want poor friends in, in your city. Yeah. In my city, it's not. Um, yeah, no, and, and especially here. Yeah, I mean, one thing you there's a, a friend of mine likes saying, you know, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> girl, let me tell you. No, because also, I mean, I have seen people, and I'm not necessarily my friends, who are social climbers. Mm-hmm. Because, um, and when you look at the type of, when you kind of like look at the pattern of their friendships, you realize, okay, cool. So then. Once this person get to a certain point, they will just end. Okay, that's mm, that's if I can dispose. Of, what is a dustbin? Mm, like mm. his disposal. Disposable. Disposable. His recycle bin. Oh, sorry. His yes. recycle bin. They they recycle bins a lot because it's like okay, cool. Got into this point, and it is absolutely crazy how different ways that um, we're making money now and actually using human relationships in the form of friendships yeah. to get us there. Yeah. Like I, you, can, it can financially benefit you to listen to everything I say until you get to a comfortable point as as a mm. friend. And then you think, okay, call. I'm not disposable because I listen. I'm just like, no, babes. The moment I get into a relationship or find someone who beats your listening, listens to me in 3HD, then you're out. It's goodbye. It's mm. goodbye. So Relating to that, actually, mm. just about like, because you're talking about, yeah, climbing aspirational living. Someone asked, what do you do when you're envious of your friend and struggle to be around them? Oh. Does it make you a bad, first of all, does it make you a bad friend or not a friend at all? And like, what do I do? Mm. Love is patient, love is kind, it does not Ooh, envy. Uh, <laughs> if we're going um, down that road. Oh, yeah, I envy. don't think it makes you a bad friend at all. And I think you're still a friend. I, I think if you, I think if it's painful to be around someone, it's okay to just, to step aside. You don't have to cut them oh. off. And them, but just like, you know, you don't have to be around them so much. Actually, I think you don't have to. You don't have to. Yeah. Interrogate the whys. Interrogate what is it about this friendship that makes me feel uncomfortable. And if it is insecure because they're succeeding and you're not, definitely interrogate that. Because, you know, when you can't be happy for other people's happiness, it, I, I feel like you can't really see, um, you won't really be able to grasp the thing that makes you happy and be able to like, to mm. soar in your own happiness. Mm. So it might be something internally that you've got to look at for yourself. Yes. Um, but if, but if it is unhealthy, I mean, I, I wouldn't say we were friends, but they, you know, I was connected, you know, through socials with these people that I knew, you know, you know, in an IRL. Um, but they were, they were doing a lot better than me at a time when I was doing very badly. So I just cut communication with them. Like I just stopped following them and everything. And it was gentle and I didn't have a whole big confrontation. And it's what I needed yeah. to look at myself and to grow myself. Mm. And it's fine. So what are those practical steps online and offline? Um, so online, uh, unfollow. So it depends how close they are to you, right? Mute, maybe mute. Oh, mute. Okay, yes. Mute is a good one. <laughs> mute stories, mute posts. That's a good one. Then they're not in your face all the time. And then IRL, definitely reflect. Bitch. I used to. So I used to be envious of a friend. And the 
what cured it? It takes look. It takes ages. If you do it, if you do it alone, yeah. it takes forever because the the gap you perceive between your success and theirs often can't be cured. And even three months, six months, a year, mm-hmm. right? If it's financial, if it's anything, it'll take you very long to reach where they are. Yeah, because that's how money works, or whatever it is works that you're you're seeing. Um, and so I think. I mean, this sounds strange, but I think often we're envious because we perceive success and we perceive highlight reels. So you've got yeah. to start talking to them about and find and understanding what their problems are. Mm. Mm. Um, <laughs> and that doesn't mean digging for dirt, but it means having full conversations. Often if you open up to them about this is where I'm struggling in my career, they'll be like, sis, me too. These are the ways my career is trash. And then you'll realize they're human and then you won't envy them because who would want their problems? Like you're like, wait, <laughs> mine are fine. So I think you need yeah. to humanize them again. And you do that by finding out what their pain points are in whatever um, area you're envious. Yeah. yeah. For That's sure. That's really I good really, actually. Yeah. yeah. Well done. Yeah. Thanks. That was a good one. My yeah. goodness. Thanks. I prefer that it one took... to mine. So <laughs> yeah, let's edit so I just her cut out. yours out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> No, yeah, no, because, because I think that's the thing, right? I think envy also comes from how we view people. Like they almost become unreal mm-hmm. to us. It's almost like you, and, and I think what you're saying is so pert, like it's so important because when you're feeling envy, you must then start interrogating what lens am I seeing this person through? Am I like thinking one day better than me? And then you start interrogating why. But then mm-hmm. also you made a very good point that like, bitch, it's also all about you, you know. Yeah. Remove yourself when your envy is starting to you can see that it's gonna And no it's a you problem, not a no, problem. No, it's, it's a you problem. Always a you problem. It's always a you problem. But so the opposite of this, someone asked, What do you do when you feel superior to a friend? <laughs> what do you do when you feel your friend is a moron? Is that an issue? Should they use the word oh moron? My God. Is that an issue with your ego? Yes. This is me. I always I actually have had this. You a lot are a dickhead in the past. And you need Who, me to or them? Before, you. You. Wait, why am I de- why I'm are you so, friends with people you think of? You're the savior. You are me just now. You you are trying God. to take the higher ground. Guys, like, you're trying to be benevolent and gift them with your presence. Get the fuck out of their lives. You are toxic. You need a leave. That's my answer. So what is everyone summer? <laughs> <laughs> I'm shook. Okay, let's do... Okay, yeah. let's build up on that, Nyaki. Yeah. So let me make this a me thing. I've felt superior to friends. And I know what the answer is to this. And so. to your sister. Mm-hmm. Yeah. to... Oh, I can... Do you want me to really add context to that? No. <laughs> you see, this bitch wants to call me up, but she doesn't want me to add context as to why. <laughs> I didn't even no. know what y'all okay. talking about. Yeah. Um, I felt superior to friends. And so, say that again, Yaki, but less of an attack. Make that... Okay. A constructive. Okay, constructive. So, I Where does feel... that come from? Is that ego? Is that a problem if your friend... You feel your friend's a moron? Yes. So, I, I do think that if if you feel that your friend is a moron... And you still choose to stick around. I would, I would ask why, why are you sticking mm. around? Because they are obviously, you obviously don't see any value to yourself in being their friend, which means that you think you're acting out of benevolence or you're doing them a favor. And that is very, very ego. That's ego. That's ego. ego. It's yeah. unhelpful energy for that friend. Trust. They do not need a friend who takes pity on them. And through that pity is their friend. Mm-hmm. Not helpful. Um, and so thinking that you're, be- and, and you obviously think you're better than them. Uh, because you think that they're worthless and you've chosen to Ooh, be around them. Worthless? They just said a moron. You can be... <laughs> similes, girl. Similes. <laughs> just run with that. Okay, so like, just bounce. Yes. I agree. Yeah. I think I've had friendships where I thought people were morons that have fully transformed into flourishing friendships, but they I should have just left. Because when you mm. have that power imbalance of thinking someone's an idiot, you're not 
it's unkind. Um, I think it's quite a cruel thing to stay. It's 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 almost humiliating. Like the jokes mm. on them. You're staying mm. there. And you think, oh, uh, it's it's unkind to your. It's a waste of time for yourself. It's unkind to them. Um, and it also doesn't allow you to reflect in realistic ways about yourself. If you think you're superior, you haven't met met enough people who challenge you. Yeah. And who you want to be like. That's... So you've got to leave that friend and find friends who make you uncomfortable, make you think, wow, I could do better. Because then you're resting on your laurels and you're going to be the dumb bitch in a year mm. when things move. But which probably to me. you already are the dumb bitch, right? In what way? No, some. Okay. If, so, 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 like, if 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 you're constantly, um, because there's some people who do it, like who find friends who are, I mean, inferior mm. to them, mm. just purely because it feeds their ego, mm. yeah. And it really goes back to saying something about you and how you feel around yourself. Also, you constantly negotiating yourself down if you keep hanging around people that you feel that you're superior to. Okay, wait, I have a dilemma then. Then, yeah. So I have a friend and... Do they listen to this podcast? Do we need to change their name? Mm, they listen to this podcast. <laughs> but oh, will no. they... Cut that out. No, 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 no. why? <coughs> they listen, but how will they know it's them? Are they a moron? <laughs> yes. Have no. you told them they're a moron? Anyway, who have you been fucking times? You, you do the same shit you're not and get your fingers burnt. <laughs> but guys, we need to have these conversations. Yeah, okay. Because this is what another okay. person asked. Okay, fine. I want to say I have a friend. Hypothetical. Mm-hmm. Um, I love this friend to bits. They are really loving, really caring, really... I feel so comfortable around them and yeah. I want to be their friend for life. They consistently make the same mistakes. They consistently self-sabotage. They consist- consistently complain about the same dumb bitch behavior. And when I'm like, that's a dumb bitch behavior you made last month and the month before and the month before and here are the receipts, they're like, yeah, true. Let me change my ways. And that's it. Do you know what? I cut someone off in high school because of that. And they were like, yeah, I just like the drama. I said, fine. But so do you see what I mean? So yeah. if that friend, you, you are, you are stepping into your, your moron energy. Now, what must I do? I love you. I enjoy you, but you're a moron as well. Okay, so why do you want to be friends with them forever? Does does the positive outweigh the mm. more the moronicness? Benefits like when people, I think it's important to keep people around who love you and who uh. who you'll effort for and they'll effort for you. And then there are bits that are annoying, but I guess it, it matters how big are those bits. So then how maybe the them? moronic the mor- aspect of her <laughs> yeah. is the least of your worries. It's just like, oh, this idiot. That's what I'm mm. thinking. You know, I think it's 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 it's. Perhaps, actually, you know, maybe let's reframe this. Hmm? Yeah. Okay. Let's reframe this. <laughs> yeah. Cause you just told me the you name of the like friend. You know who I'm talking about, yeah. <laughs> she just told me the name. <laughs> no, no I'm joking. No, let's reframe this, right? So then if, um, if making, if you feeling superior to mm. people, um, gives you a sense of worth and value and da, 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 da which means that you wouldn't mind having friends who are, Morons, so to say. I hate using that word. It gives me some trauma. I don't know. Oh, why. I don't know why. Trigger warning. I don't even know why. I'm just like I don't like it. Um. So so yeah. So so which means you, the superior, you actually benefit something from that, from having people who. What does it do to your as, ego? I think it grows it. It grows it. No, it no, no. It. Yeah. And so you I need and and you and because the ego like needs to be fed. You know, it's Ooh, like a growing child. baby. I would say that friend. Can I? Yeah. Can I so you can answer give, Yeah, give me my own. I can also fix you, fix you. Okay, go ahead. I I think that you are wanting them to change, and that's probably yes. where the problem lies. So, in order to not be an um, what's the what's the word? Anyway, to to not be the villain, I think, and to be able to enjoy them and not 
keep thinking that they're moronic, accept, accept them how they are and that they will be that way and decide, decide what your action or how you are going to be in relation to all of that without needing them to change. Yeah. So maybe for you, it's like, oh, child, that again. And you can ignore it and, or, or not yeah. interact or, but, but, but that you can be light so that you can keep enjoying the positive aspects of being their friend okay. and stop needing them to change. So the positives have to outweigh my compromise. Absolutely. Interesting. Okay. So I think that I love that Nyak and I love that Andrew. And I think the conglomerate of those answers is, I still think you're doing yourself a dis- and I'm doing myself a disservice by being friends with someone I'd consider a moron. Yeah. I don't think that's a healthy way to look mm. at people mm. nor to subject myself to mm. or you to. So I'd say make that friend an associate, meaning just do, do, do a lot less, right? If your engagement with them is on 80%, just dial it down to 60, mm. maybe then to 40. Um, across the year or whatever. Um, and then have friends around you who challenge you and, and inspire you and make you want to be a better you. Mm. Because having a friend who you consider a moron doesn't make you want to be a better you. It makes you judgmental, hypercritical. Um, and like, there's just no need. Why should you be around someone who inspires mm. that kind of even language? Yeah. Yeah. So I think yeah. I've answered that for myself as well. Well done. Yeah. We're just here to hold To facilitate. And facilitate. <laughs> and I think Andy will like this one. Will I? Since you talked about Sitting on dick earlier. Yes. Ah, uh-uh, I don't sit on dick. Oh, sorry. Dick Nobody... sits on me. Hey! <laughs> so I'm attracted to all my friends. I would fuck at the drop Stop. of a hat. I literally think Mukunda wrote this in. I... Is this sustainable? <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Is this sustainable? It's so good. So. <laughs> hmm. I think so... it's sustainable. Told because you because I know exactly why you think it's say I because you think it's perfectly normal for friends to sleep at each other. Yeah, but they will. No, no, I'm attracted to all my friends. Would fuck at the would fuck at the drop of a hat. So they're not having sex. Okay, let's assume they're not having sex. So they're better than you at the moment, Andrew. Mm-hmm. But isn't that normal? I feel like it's what? so. I don't fuck my friends. But isn't that normal, folks? Oh, better to be than... attracted to your yeah. friends, Essentially. maybe for women. Yeah, or at least. Listen, I wonder what yeah. the difference Not is. I all think all them, my friends are attractive. Every but single but one. you wouldn't fuck them at a drop of a hat. But your, fri- your friends, your tight, your friend, friend, friends. I no. Think all of my friend, friend, friends are sexy but as fuck. But would you at the drop of the hat? Um, there's this, some. Plant seeds. Plant seeds. Or no, mine, no, there's some who I would. Yeah. But like, it's not like my core, 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 core. Like, that is wild. Really? Wild? Let me not say wild, like you would fuck your friends. Are you mostly friends with men? Yes. Well, men are largely unattractive. I think that's also the thing. Definitely not. You think men are more attractive than women? Men are hot. Do you really think more attractive attractive than than women? women? Yes. Guys, also you must remember beauty does not necessarily equal attraction, right? No, but still. No, babes. I mean, when you look at... So you want to get to know them and then decide they're sexy. Ah, No. No, not necessarily. Like sometimes also there's some people who I'm friends with because I was like hitting on them. Yeah. And then they're just like, ah, no. But then we just realize, okay, cool. We're dope friends. And then Mm. that's it. And that goes away. But like... And then you're no longer To have all of your... Attracted to all your friends, that is wild, especially sexually. But it's you know, unhealthy. No, but you know when it's, it's like unhealthy. it's dormant. So it's like, listen, okay, yes, I dormant. like jelly. I could eat jelly at the drop of a hat. Doesn't mean I'm going to eat jelly every day. If it's around and it presents itself, I'll okay, eat it. Please read this thing again. I want to. That read is this such thing again. an accurate example from a Literally, because I love jelly and custard. Jelly. I'm a child. 
I'm attracted to all in caps, my friends. Yeah, come on. Would that's not that's not dormant. The drop at, of a hat is this sustainable? Is that dormant? Does it that is, sound like yes, it's dormant? Yes, because there's consent. I mean, you have to have a party. Your friend has to be interested. Obviously, most of their friends aren't. Well, we're assuming, right? Because you assume your friends, you're in a framework. So your friends often, I think it's, I don't know. Guys, I mean, especially, like, also, maybe I'm reading too much about it. But, like, the way it's written, even the language, yeah. like, is this sustainable? By the time you're already asking that, is this sustainable? <laughs> it means that this person is waiting for the, yeah, for yeah. the, for the hat to drop. Yeah, 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 you know yeah. what I'm saying? It's not yeah. like they're just like, ah, oh, I would fuck them. Mm. Tabs, keep true. it moving. Like, just that message, that language, that whole thing just tells me that this person is not only attracted, to their friends, mm. they want to fuck. Wait, and so they're getting frustrated the that the fuck the issue is that they want to fuck and the moment that they they're get it, open to having sex. No, that's not no. what they said. Yeah, that's the difference that's a now very that I understand. That's a very different thing to say. Would fuck at the drop of a hat, meaning they're if waiting. there was an interested party, that's smash. When the friend is this has, sustainable, which means this person is constantly thinking yes. about oh. fucking their friends. Two tequilas too many that's and the friend slips and they're like, yep. But isn't that what we do on a day? I was just thinking, when I'm driving or I'm in Woolies, I'm thinking if someone's attractive, actually you're more like this, Yak. You think about having sex with anyone who's cute. Agree. But confirm. they're not friends. But what I'm yes, saying is, isn't that the normal you. human brain to like constantly not, think? So, not your friends. Your friends mm. are constant, guys. There's a difference between, oh, like, sure. I think all my friends are sex, like they're all hot, sexy and attractive. But I, but actually now that I look at this text, I wouldn't fuck them at the drop of a hat. Like there's so much more to consider. I know that their lives, I know like who mm. they're either with or where they what they're going yeah. through. And it's unhealthy for them to fuck me right now and our friendship to continue. Like I, I can't just fuck all my friends right now and continue the way we are like it's it no and guys it yeah. never let me tell you it never ends well <laughs> having sex with friends fucking friends <laughs> listen Andrew's so burnt no 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 I, no I mean I fortunately was but I don't want to expose anything but like I fortunately was but like let me tell you I know a group of friends who fucking shot and it was wild it was it's messy it's not sustainable, babe. Actually, I'm not gonna make any more. Mm, okay. It's not sustainable. So that's your answer. Yeah. What's your answer? Oh, sustainable. I agree with Andrew. It's not, if you have to ask, is it sustainable? That means you're sustain. You're holding back some, and no, that's yeah. not sustainable. You have to be living at ease, and holding back is not. Lol. I think it's totally sustainable. I think we sexually suppress ourselves all the time, all the time, every day. With when your doctor, your chiropractor. How many of my friends get the backs clicked and tell me they were wet after? Um, your personal really? trainer, yes. Personal trainer, yeah. everybody. You want to smash your gardener, all sorts of people Mukunda, you want to smash so all different. the time. That's so different to your friends, Mukunda. But I, for, and all I, of your friends. Let's answer what's here. Don't. No, no, no. <laughs> let's answer what obviously, we are. Obviously, How I want to fuck my trainer at the gym. I think what I'm saying. Your trainer's I'm not a, your fucking friend. I'm attracted to all my friends would fuck at the drop of the hat. Not. Okay. Is this oh my god. No, no, no. You're I, reaching, just, babe. This is still my answer. I think sexual suppression is hella normal. We do it all the time. That is sustainable. Keep being with your friends and keep wanting to fuck. You're saying that's normal. You're not saying that's sustainable. You're saying uh, that that's is the normal. Thing. Like, oh, it's yes. Yes. Okay, well, it's, it's, it's absolutely- normal. It's common. Is it sustainable? Yeah, why not? No. It's a life of I have wanted to have sex with my friends for some of my friends for years, decades. And, and I've. And would you, I'm and, some and, and of your like, friends. And if they were like, hey, Mukunda. All. This one said, I want to fuck all of my friends. And you stop splitting hairs, man. <laughs> no, but. And you just have to sit on it. You just have to sit your pussy on cold ice. And it's like, whatever. 
Do you want to fuck all of your friends? All of them? No, not all. Would you want to fuck me? Andrew. No, you were very attractive. You yeah. with short hair. I saw a picture of you. Thanks. Your your uh, graduation picture. Your. That was not you really look, me. You're a spouse. Like, this is me. Okay. <laughs> you look good with this too. I'm a fan. Thanks. I'm going to send you guys a picture. For Do the women day. hit on you? Mm-hmm. All, all the, the time. time. Okay, friends. Well, we have come to the end. We have so many questions left, but we must wrap up. Do you want to see more of Andrew in what capacity? What do you want him to come? <laughs> or not? <laughs> what do you want us to talk about? You know who I want to want to see me. <laughs> um, and let us know what you want us to talk about with him. Otherwise, we'll link his socials in the description box. Join our Facebook group uh, to keep informed, to share funsies after episodes, and to also know when we're having our Google Hangouts. Yeah. Why do I never get invited to the Google Hangouts? You are invited. They're Always. like eight AM on in the weekday. So while oh, yeah, you I did not even while know you're that. in this transition period, it's all on Instagram and on our Facebook group. So you need to join both. Good luck with your friendships, guys. Yeah, yeah guys good luck. and girls and gays. Yeah, be honest with yourselves. Keep it real and do what you got to do to take care of you.